This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Music's greatest songs, greatest songs worth covering. Original classic hit makers. Now, hands up, people, or legs in the air if you can. Who, who knows this incredible guitar loop? I, th- I feel like everyone in the world must know it. Is that because I know it? Or do you think everyone will? Don't you think it's that one of those famous... Valato. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? Like everyone I'm going to impress you with my English. You are. You're super good. Mobility and the latter. Yeah, I've got Shukran and Keth Halleck. That's it. Those nice. are the things I know. And Wahed. Yeah, no, it, they're famous. They're really big and amazing. And this song kind of, I mean, this song, I've chosen this one. There's a lot of red hot chili peppers that I could have brought to the table and they would have all been super fun. And you need, you need the red hot chili peppers in your life. They're super cool band and I'm about to tell you about them. But this song, this was the one that, to quote a critic of the song at the time, this drop kicked them into the mainstream charts. I don't think they even meant to, but it's got a great story behind it and it's also very personal to the band because they are rock and roll through to the core. So let's talk about them. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, American rock band. They were formed in L.A. in 1983. Wowzers, that's right back. But they had different names. Um, they kind of did the whole thing from alternative rock to funk to punk rock, psychedelic rock, because there was rock in there. Um, and they consisted of Anthony Kiedis, very famous, the bassist Flea, drummer Chad Smith, and the guitarist, <laughs> I hope I'm not going to butcher his name, John Fruscianti. I hope that's it. But they have um, so many records, I-, I didn't even know. 80 million records sold worldwide. And again, whenever we do an artist that is this old or a band that is this old, they go back to 1983. We're talking vinyl here. This is not downloads. This is not people just doing a couple of clicks on their iPhone and they've got they've got the album or they've got the songs. This is going to a shop and buying a vinyl. 80 million records sold worldwide. Um, they are one of the best-selling bands of all time. They are the most successful band in the history of alternative rock. Um, and they have records for the most number one singles, of which there's 13. Most commun- cumulative, cumul- what is that word? Basically added up weeks at number one. Cumulative. <laughs> I think you're right. Really? Cumulative. Correct. Cumulative. Do you speak for a living? Yes, I do. Uh, 85 weeks, basically, they spent at number one. And that's combining all their songs. Most top 10 songs, they had 25. Um, They've won six Grammy Awards and in 2012 were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as was Whitney Houston this week. So that's their back, their back history. Um, And along the way, you know, it didn't come without its scars and without its dips and highs and lows. Formed in Los Angeles. a lot of the members were members of different bands, and I can't go into it. It would take too long to tell you, but, but lots of them were doing different bands at the time. So what would happen is, is every time two people went off to somewhere else, they would get another drummer in or another bassist in or whatever it was. So what you had was a kind of a, with the first few albums, there was a situation where there were a couple of people who weren't on one album than they were on the other one. And you also had a situation where the other bands that some of the members were in got offered record deals so then they went off and did that um and then of course the red hot chili peppers that was the band that actually made it massive um made it massive where do i think i'm from london in it um 
And their albums are just, uh, they really, great names. Freaky Styly, do you remember that? That's, that's going back to 1985. Um, and their third album was called The Uplift Mofo Party Plan. Yeah. It's just so Ooh. good. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Mother's Milk. And then they went into uh, sort of an era where I can't, I can't possibly say uh, what the next um, album names were you'll have to look it up because it's just not radio friendly but that they <laughs> are properly yeah. rock and roll um, when they were recording actually the album for this song uh, before that one of the members of the band had died um, from partying too much you know what i'm saying he over partied and because of that they lost him and that led to another member of the band going i can't do this without him and he left um and then somewhere along the line uh, kiedis uh, was actually on his way home from uh, you know recording or b- rehearsing with the, re- the other members of the band and he started reflecting on the loss of his uh, band member and also about the influence of things on him as well because he was also suffering the rock and roll lifestyle Um, and he was reflecting on what it was doing to him and he was in that zone of I know it's bad for me but I can't stop so that's how this song came to be Um, there's a very powerful poem called Under the Bridge and he had been listening to that and um, and it formulated the song. So he went, he went back and he wanted to tell the other members of the band about this song. He wanted to say, I've got this, but it was like nothing they'd ever done before. I mean, these guys are, are rocking it. They are rocking it all over. And it was Tony Flo, I think, I can't remember. One of the, one of the, the guys around them mm. who said, please tell the members of the band, please tell the rest of them, they're gonna love it, honestly, it's amazing. And in the end, he plucked up the courage and he said, look, this is, you know, maybe it's a bit down for us and it's quite sad. Now, at this point, this is where the story gets really good because the Red Hot Chili Peppers are all together in the room. Uh, This Kiedis, he starts saying the poem and he starts talking about his words for it, for the song. And they just all went to their instruments and started finding the notes and Mm. started jamming together while he was still saying the verses of the song and that's how the song came together took about three days super organic and the guitarist said that um, because the the poem is so sad and the song is so sad and they were calling it a poem um, because of that and because it was very reflective about what they were going through through band members and and through band members at the time what they were still struggling with um, he decided he would give it an upbeat so you've got quite a upbeat kind mm. of guitar flow to it with words that are really quite dark. So that's the sort of the backstory of the song. Um, they continue to just have huge, huge success, all of them. Um, several of them were in and out of facilities, you know, as they um, went through their career mm. as a band. Um and the others had to kind of support that time or they had to use another musician to cover him. So that true rock and roll situation of just too much on the table, nothing's off the table, everything's there for your taking whether you choose to grab it or not, try and live without it. Um, but it was feelings, so they're saying this, this song is feelings of loneliness and despondency and a complete reflection on, on what things are doing and the impact on lives. Um, the song came out and was just this massive commercial success. It peaked at number two on the American Billboard Hot 100, 
right behind Jump by Criss Cross. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? Is that funny? Wow. Yeah. And then later, we must do that. We must do Jump Didn't by Criss Cross. That? We should do that I if don't we haven't. I don't feel I've done that. Yeah. Jump? Yeah. yeah, we yeah have it's it. iconic, I think. Yeah. Song, yeah. We're going to do that tomorrow. That's really funny. I love how songs lead to songs. Um, and later it got a platinum, platinum certification, which is amazing. Um, and they say that the success was widened with the release of the accompanying video. And we were talking about the video actually a couple of days ago, weren't we? Because the lead singer all, never has a top on. Hmm. And nor should he. It's a very lovely view. However, he doesn't actually wear anything in the video. Um, and then it won the Viewer's Choice Award and Breakthrough Video at the MTV Video Music Awards in 1992. So they just well and truly planted themselves in mainstream, which they didn't mean to do. It was completely unexpected mm. kind of success, um, but really, really good for them. And so this kind of landed them that jump and escalated them into all sorts. And people like me, probably, who suddenly went... Loving, loving Red Hot Chili Peppers, you're super cool. And possibly I wouldn't have massively known them before because I wasn't into psychedelic rock and mm. that kind of thrashing sound. I think this is a very important point. I don't think a lot of people would have known about them um, like no. that. You know, They're iconic, they're legends, but yeah, songs yeah. like this and what came out after that, yeah. I think helped. Yeah, um, agreed, agreed. So let's listen to it. Remember that it's very impassioned and it's very much... Uh, about the band and what they were going through struggles at the time and losing other band members enjoy it red hot chili peppers they are as big has says iconic and it's the music greats on yellow home